I really don't get why everybody's selling out on this Penn State team that's still top 10 in the country. They're going to remind us just how good they are against the Indiana Hoosiers. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That is right. You are locked on Nittany Lions. Thanks so much for making us your first listen and watch every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Zach Seiko, bringing you all things Penn State Nittany Lions. You got to download the Game Time app and use promo code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Coming back on as a guest to help me preview Penn State versus Indiana and sharing his picks for the game is assistant producer to the show, and that is Zane Bransfield. Now, these episodes, the everydayers know this. We make our predictions in the first segment. We don't make you wait till the end. We make the prediction, and we defend them. Before we get to ours, let us know yours. Down in the comments section, comment if you think Penn State, what the score prediction is, what your score prediction is, if Penn State will cover, what the total will be down in the comments. Zane, I'll go first. And then I'll toss it over to you. I think Penn State wins this game. Indiana doesn't do a whole lot right. And this is going to be, they're a Big Ten opponent, but they're not the same. They brought in a lot of transfers, but I I think Penn State has an ax to grind this week. There's been a lot of negative and deservedly so negative media attention, negative media coverage. Penn State said that they were going to Flex their muscles against Indiana. So I like the Nittany Lions here, 52 to three. I really do. I think that, I do think the Nittany Lions will start out slow. I think the first quarter, they're going to have to shake off a little rust because Ohio State gave them a reality check. And we've seen Penn State in years past under James Franklin that they do not recover well coming out of those kinds of games. But it's in Beaver Stadium. The weather's supposed to be really nice, low 70s. I can't believe it in late October here, but a a nice setup in Beaver Stadium and a chance to really just work out the bad vibes, the bad energy. So I like 52 to three Penn State over Indiana here. Well, I got Penn State winning 56-7 only because Penn State's playing with a chip on their shoulder. They're going to be gunning to get those extra points and. I think, frankly, Penn State gives up at least a touchdown with the absence of Chop Robinson and Amin Vanover. So I think Penn State probably gives up a garbage touchdown at some point in the game, especially to come out playing a little slow, as we always do. But I think Penn State takes over just because they really want to win and get revenge after losing to Ohio State last week. You make a good point. You, you really do. I think there's going to be a lot of players that do cycle into this game. I think the defense you're going to have to get the backups a little more acclimated, the true freshman. And so when Zion Tracy's on the field and Tony Rojas, uh, Jameel Lyons, who we've heard a lot about this past week and just in the weeks prior to that, he's going to be the superstar pass rusher of the future. Those guys need to get those reps now. And if Penn State does bring that defense in. So yeah, Indiana might score a few points here, but the bottom line is I think we can agree that Penn State is going to cover against Indiana 31 points may seem like a lot against a Big Ten opponent, but they return to Beaver Stadium. This Penn State team is still a top 10 team. Do I believe that they're going to have a slow start out of the tunnel? Yes, but once they shake off some rust, Indiana's not going to provide much resistance. If this was a more quality type of team, if this was a more physical team, Indiana is, when it comes to physicality, they're more of a finesse team. Uh, they're they're okay. They try to do some things. They'd like to run a Dexter Williams if he was available, but 
he's not he's not available just yet and they do intend to script some plays for him that's the mobile quarterback that saw some action last season it's brendan soresby who actually won the job for the hoosiers but indiana coming into this game at, at two and five I, I really and just to look at some other statistics they average about 311 yards per game to penn state's 400 total they're not very good on the ground 113 yards compared to penn state's 181 and then defensively, they give up 366 yards in total to Penn State's 218. And Indiana is 0-4 in conference. I mean, Zane, what Indiana, I don't think Indiana can do all that much against the Penn State defense, even without Chop Robinson. Part of part of the even if they want to go score, Ohio State held this team to three points. I don't I don't think it's far-fetched that Penn State couldn't either. Well, also, I think Penn State's defense has been a lot better. Like, even last week after Chop Robinson went down, Penn State still slowed down Ohio State. And Penn State's still a great football team. They're not elite. They're not in that Michigan-Ohio State caliber, but they're still a great Mm -hmm. football team. Like you said, they're still top 10. And Penn State's going to prove it again. The only reason they were even in that game against Ohio State was because of the defense. The offense wasn't there. So I don't see why they can't even shut out Indiana considering – their team's offense hasn't been that great. The only teams they beat were like nobody teams. They beat Indiana State and they went to four overtimes with Akron. With Akron. That's that's Joe Moorhead's group. That Joe Moorhead, former Penn State offensive coordinator, and, and now returning to Maction, Mac conference play after a, a short stint at Mississippi State. And they went to four overtimes with a very bad Akron team. Like, they are bottom dwellers when it comes to the MAC. So this just gives you an idea. Penn State, this is an angry team. This is a motivated team. They have a chance to save their season. The Nittany Lions really do. So I like them these next couple of weeks. But Michigan is the target. They don't fix their season. You can beat up on Indiana all you want. You can get a convincing win over Maryland. Nothing matters without a win over Michigan. Easier said than done but that's not the point. It's the fact that they can do it, the fact that they have the opportunity. This is a good game, a tune-up game, because a road game against Maryland is not going to be easy. Let's just say that. So uh, for Penn State, I mean, this is a noon kickoff. Uh, like I said, slow start. It's a it's an earlier game. The players do like the noon games. We figured that out. Uh, but I, I do like it's also nicer weather, too. If this was going to be a rainy game, I don't know how well Penn State would do. Well, Zane, when we talk about our players to watch, that's when let's let's discuss a little bit of the game plan, what Penn State should do offensively, if they're just going to run the football or they try to get in and get out. Or is it the just throw it deep mentality here because they didn't have some they didn't have any success. I can't even say something. They didn't have any success. And the Buckeyes. So we're going to discuss that in the second segment. Before we get to that, let's hear from one of our sponsors on today's episode. And that is Athletic Brewing Company. And now it's time for your game changer of the week. Brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. And it's going to be more of a projection because we still don't have a game. We have a game changer normally after the weekend. But I'm going to give you somebody that I expect to have a big game. And that's Dante Cephas. I I think Dante Cephas can be the game changer with a bigger role in the offense, more involvement. Penn State's going to make a change at wide receiver. So who better than the transfer that everyone wanted? Everybody was recruiting. And he ended up at Penn State. This is the guy that that can be the game changer. And much like Dante Cephas, and last week's game changer was the Penn State defense. Athletic Brewing Company has changed the non-alcoholic beer game. 
They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good, full of flavor, well-crafted, just like a full-strength beer. They brew over 50 styles of craft non-alcoholic beers, including IPAs, Golden, Sours, and more. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code LOCKEDON to get 15% off at your first online order. That is code LOCKEDON at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. And today's episode is also sponsored by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets to all of your sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. The Game Time experience is very enjoyable with some of its features, the flash deals and last-minute tickets. That's right, you already get the last-minute tickets, but on top of that, you can get exclusive deals through Game Time. And my favorite feature, I've used the Game Time app. I enjoy it very much. And one of my favorite features on the app, I've used the app, I've used Game Time to buy tickets before. And one of my favorite features is the image view of the seats. So there's no second guessing where you're going to be sitting at the event. You can get an accurate depiction of what the venue is going to look like from that point of view. And then when you get there, it'll be confirmed. Lowest price guarantee plus event cancellation. Get those flash last second deals on everything. Football, basketball, baseball, concerts, you name it. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off at your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And the Locked On Podcast Network amps up college football coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time bringing it to you live across all the Locked On College YouTube channels. You can't miss it, including Locked On, Nittany Lions, talking conference rivalries, college football playoff implications, helping you get prepared for the weekend slate of games. Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern time across all the Locked On College YouTube channels. And then you can listen to it back when the show is all said and done, finished going live. Follow the show, subscribe to Locked On Nittany Lions on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow myself on Twitter, X, whatever you call it. Same thing with Zane over there, bringing it, coming back on as a guest. Zane, players to watch for this. Now, I mentioned him as a game changer. Dante Cephas seems like the obvious one. Penn State has the nice weather to be able to work out uh, the, the kinks in the passing game and maybe do some more things to get ready for Maryland. Of course, Michigan, more importantly. But Zane, I, I will go with the obvious. I will say that Drew Aller is a player to watch and Dante Cephas. I think you got to pair those two together because Drew Aller seemed pretty shaken up after that game. So I, I might take a couple of your players, your suggestions, and maybe you got some guys on the defense, right? But uh, this, this game's about the offense. This game's not about the defense. The defense doesn't need to prove anything to me. If they give up more than three points, I'm not going to be upset. If they give up some points, if they give up two touchdowns in this game, I'm I'm not going to worry be concerned about the defense this is an offensive type game mike yersich needs to to rebound have a comeback type of situation drew aller's got to build some confidence and you got to find a way to do that so drew aller's the most important part of this equation because if your quarterback is shaken up your offense isn't going to go anywhere i agree with that and i think that'll be a reason nick singleton gets a lot more playing time this week too okay. because he did have a good game last week but the other guy is Caden saunders he got the only Penn State touchdown, and he did really well once he got into that game against Ohio State. So I think he's somebody 
also that Franklin will try to incorporate in there, just like you said with Dante Cephas. Somebody just give a different look besides just having Lambert Smith and Trey Wallace out there all the time. Yeah, Caden Saunders had the touchdown at the end of the game against Ohio State. I think we're going to see a bunch of different players. I'd like to see Amari Evans in there. I'd like to see Malik McClain get a second chance. I don't know why we saw him against West Virginia, and he's been a ghost ever since. We haven't. He's been on the field for some select snaps on special teams, but he hasn't logged consistent reps at wide receiver. I feel like this should be an open competition. Put receivers on the field. I've seen people mention Christian Driver. I still feel like he has a long way to go. I think he's on scout teams still. Basically, your available receivers are Keandre Lambert-Smith, Trey Wallace, Liam Clifford, Dante Cephas, Caden Saunders, Malik McLean, Amari Evans. Those are your, your first guys that are going, the first group, if you will. And then everybody after that is not really going to see a, a lot of playing time. And one of those is Christian Driver. So those that, that first group, more more needs to be asked of them because they and and the tight ends didn't really do a whole lot. So the the passing game in general is very obvious. Obvious. I'm glad you brought up Nicholas Singleton and Katron Allen. I'd like to see them get more involved. Adam Brenneman, former Penn State tight end, made a very good point that Penn State is not doing enough to scheme its best players, and that is on coaching. That is on coaching. Nicholas Singleton and Katron Allen are not exactly comparable to your Marvin Harrison Jr. Okay, Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be the second overall pick. He's arguably the best player in the draft. I would, personally, if I didn't need a quarterback, if I was quarterback savvy, I would take Marvin Harrison Jr. to help my quarterback. But in a needy league like the NFL that needs quarterbacks, Caleb Williams is going to go first. Marvin Harrison Jr. will have a much better career than him, and that's not a hot take. That's the normal neutral take in all this. But your my point is utilize your best assets. Nicholas Singleton and Katron Allen are just that. They have been developing as pass catchers. So why can't you line Singleton up out wide, get him on mismatches? Joe Moorhead did it with Saquon Barkley. I feel like this isn't rocket science here for Mike Yersich to scheme up with Singleton and Allen. Even though Singleton is more athletic than Allen, I feel like both of them would just be absolute mismatches for whatever Indiana is going to try to provide defensively at linebacker. Well, and with that said, like you said Singleton's more athletic, but people discount actually how athletic Katron Allen really is too, because mm-hmm. he's still an above average athletic player. So, like line up Singleton and Allen outside, and the defense frankly isn't going to know what to do with them. If you got like these big fast running backs playing wide receiver, like you said, Barkley did it. Miles Sanders even did it a little bit. Penn State knows what to do with their running backs, and right now it doesn't look like they're utilizing them the best they can. So I think if Penn State kind of figures that out, like we've seen success with the outside run and not so much this season with the inside run, if Penn State figures out what works for each of these guys and utilizes that and punches that hard, it's going to be hard for them to stop that Penn State run game, but we still need to get that passing game going, as we know. Now for Indiana, I, I do want to bring up some of the other freshmen, Tony Rojas, Jamil Lyons, Zion Tracy, and Elliot Washington, a King Mack. Those guys could get in the game. I think it's important for the defense to continue to get more experience. I don't anticipate Chop Robinson being out there. Uh, we saw Andrew Raplia missing from practice just to get an idea of who's available, who's not. I mean, Vanover probably isn't going to play. So if I had to pick any of the freshmen, I feel like this is Jamil Lyons' spot to really emerge or at least get on the right track. I think that's a very good point. I think Jamil Lines definitely gets some playing time. And I think he's going to be an important part of this defense with the absence of some key guys like Chop and Amin. And another, like, 
good guy to look at, like freshman wise or young players like Khalil Dinkins in the tight end game, seeing what he mm-hmm. does if Theo and Tyler Warren are coming off a little slow as they did last week. Well, they need Khalil Dinkins back. And I brought this up in the previous episode at observations from practice. Khalil Dinkins played one snap against Ohio State. Andrew Rapplia was inactive. We didn't see him at practice, but Dinkins was practicing in order to run that T formation. They need three capable tight ends. So if any one of those guys is not available because Penn State would rather, Penn State would rather not run the plays, not run to one of their best formations, than throw Jerry Cross in there. And that that is very surprising. That is very telling that they would rather keep somebody on the bench than try to one run one of their better plays. Some names you need to know for Indiana, just because we have to. We're obligated to Zane. Okay. Brendan Sorsby won the job. But Taven Jackson, who comes over, transfers from the Tennessee Volunteers, has gotten in select games. It looks like Soresby is the guy again. We could see probably, I think, I anticipate a Penn State's defense is going to basically, if they're going to smother the Indiana offense, we'll see both of these quarterbacks, uh, unless one of them is banged up. Don't know for sure. But Soresby and Jackson could go at any time. I anticipate Soresby being the starter. Uh, as for the running backs, Jalen Lucas, Christian Turner are the first two guys up. Soresby actually is one of the team leaders. He's a dual threat, if you can believe that, with 41 carries to this point and 130 yards. And with the times that he's been sacked, he's been sacked four times, but still has a net positive game, which is really, not really surprising, but just don't underestimate that asset to the game. And if you bring in a freshman defensive end like a Jimmy Lyons, he's going to have to respect that option play. I could see Indiana getting some yards here and there, but just when they get down to the red zone, I don't see Penn State letting them in. Uh, as as far defensively goes, or I should mention some of their wide receivers, Cam Camper, leading target, he's back. He's a veteran. Uh, Donovan McCauley, Jalen Lucas is used in the passing game as well. Dakeese Carter, who came over from Fordham, hasn't been utilized as much. He came over from the, in the transfer portal, had one of the most insane catches one of the most insane catches you'll ever see in college football, one-handed full extension snag, but they are not utilizing him. And then defensively, they they lost some good players to the transfer portal. They they recovered some. Andre Carter's one of them that, that people are going to mention. Linnell Carr Jr. is another, but Indiana just not an opponent that Penn State really needs to worry about. Aaron Casey is their leading tackler. Uh, in this case, is there anybody you're keying in, keying in on Zane from this Indiana team, offensively or defensively? Not particularly. Like you mentioned, that Taven Jackson probably won't start, but he does lead the team in passing yards, which is surprising. Mm-hmm. But he only has two touchdowns and has five interceptions. And despite, like, besides playing Michigan, they haven't really played many good teams. So I think Penn State gets another couple picks off of him if he goes in. And I think it's very likely that. Indiana does run like two quarterbacks because they're going to just try to figure out what works against this Penn State defense. All right. In the final segment, we'll discuss what Indiana is going to try to do to move the football a little more extensively, just break down what the Hoosiers have to offer. And before we get to that segment, let's hear from another one of our sponsors, and that is Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform. In North America, they are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including the pros and the sharks, you pick more than or less than on a two to six player stat projection and watch those winnings roll in. Prize picks is really simple to play. You make your picks and you can submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. 
Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. And with the Prize Picks reboot policy, your entries are going to stay in play, even if one of those players gets injured. For NFL games, college top 25 matchups, if you have a player that exits a game in the first half, does not return for the second half, and that player is then rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance, the only one. So go to prizepicks.com slash college and use code college for a first deposit match up to $100. Prizepicks.com slash college and use code college for a first deposit match up to $100. Prizepicks, daily fantasy sports made easy. And Locked On Nittany Lions is your go-to podcast for happyvalleyinsider.com. Penn State Rivals wrote a notebook for them recently. We're going to have some predictions up there on Penn State Rivals as well. The ones that we gave you in the show, but happyvalleyinsider.com, the place to go for all the latest Penn State news and analysis in addition to this podcast. Penn State, I think we can talk about their game plan first before we go back to the Hoosiers, kind of teased what Indiana does really with Soresby as a mobile quarterback. They like to use a lot of options. They're not afraid to dump it. I feel like that has to do a lot of scheme, uh, scheme, but also game script where they check it down to the running back just to get some additional yards. Same. I think Penn State does throw a lot in this game. I think Penn State has an axe to grind. Drew Aller's got to get comfortable. Mike Yersich, this has to be a prove it type of game. If you come out slow in this game and you struggle against an Indiana defense that doesn't offer a lot of resistance and Penn State uh, needs to get back to it's bullying ways, bullying ways of opponents to create some distance. They're still inside the top 10, barely though. They're number 10 in the AP top 25. I like Penn State to pass a lot. Indiana, they they run a spread offense. This is to, you know, Tom Allen type of team that hasn't been good since 2020. The transfer portal has hurt them. Eventually, I think Tom Allen is either going to retire or the Hoosiers are going to fire him. That's going to be, I think it's going to be one of those cases where the Hoosiers say, hey, why don't you step down? Why don't you retire? Or we will fire you. And in this case, uh, Indiana can only do so much. I like Penn State to control the pace of the game, control the tempo. They just have they just have too many better players. Indiana will not be able to keep up, but they they will try to do some things. I also don't think fake punts or anything else are off the table. Some trick plays. Why not? Uh, Indiana did beat Penn State in 2020. The Michael Penix extended with. I, I try to file that away, Zane, but of course we we remember that here on, on the show. Uh, but James Franklin will remember that personally, and I think try to stick it to the Indiana Hoosiers again. Penn State did shut them out in 2021 when Michael Penix did come to Beaver Stadium, who's now a Heisman contender at Washington. So clearly the Hoosiers were the problem. Penn State, just they get it done. Indiana's not going to be able to do anything spread offensive look. They don't do anything ecstatic on, on defense. Typically, you'll you'll see them running a 4-2-5. They just have a mul- multiple defensive schemes. If Penn State runs more three wide receiver sets, but I can't still help but think they're going to run a lot of 12 personnel as well. But passing game is the most important part of this. I like Drew Aller to throw for 300 yards. I, I do. I think that Penn State's just going to have an emphasis on, on throwing the football and trying to work some things out here. I agree with you. I think Drew Aller definitely throws the ball a lot. Penn State wants him to get comfortable with that because he did not look comfortable last week. And you mentioned Mike Yersich, and I think this is definitely like a prove-it game for Mike Yersich in more ways than one. I think it could be he may have a hot seat a little bit here and with 
Penn State constantly coming out slow that first half. It's like if you mm-hmm. going to be a top power five school, you want to come out hot every like every time as soon as you come out of that locker room. And so I think there's going to be a lot of eyes on Mike Garrison to see how can they bounce back the second half of the season after that loss, not even just against Indiana, but against the rest of the opponents the rest of the season to see what can Penn State really do with this offense. All right, saying that's going to do it for us here on this edition of Locked On Nittany Lions. I appreciate your time. Thanks for coming back on to the show. Subscribe to Locked On Nittany Lions wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Follow myself on Twitter, X. Follow Zane as well to keep up with all content from Penn State football. And for more Penn State football coverage, we're going to have instant reactions to this one as well. We'll be there at Beaver Stadium on Saturday. Penn State kicks it off at noon against the Indiana Hoosiers as a 31.5 point favorite. Nittany Lions will win. It's just a matter of how much. Thanks for checking out this episode and keep it right here for more Penn State football coverage on Locked On Nittany Lions.